everybody. Welcome to Guys 5 Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasper. This is Frank Pelican. You are listening to episode 65 of The Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was Ninja's Attack 6, Six Sidekicks. So Frank, what kind of six sidekicks did you come up with for us? Well, we have several sidekicks, and I guess they're all sick in like the 80s vernacular of being sick. So they're cool um, as hell? They're also kind of sick in the sense that, like, they get beat up a lot, and um, they don't really serve much purpose. I don't know. Anyway, we're going to talk about um, the next in our series of classic films in the American Ninja mm. um, group, American Ninja 4, The Annihilation. <laughs> um, this opus stars both Michael Dudikoff reprising his role as joe and david bradley reprising his role as sean um so the premise is that there's a delta force unit that's somewhere like in in undefinable in like some foreign country anyway okay i thought it was australia for a while but then i thought maybe it was africa but then i don't know for sure so some indeterminate third world country and they're being chased by a bunch of ninjas right all right so the ninjas are chasing them all over so the ninjas kill a lot of them but finally they capture some of them and you find out that the ninja army is led by this old like british ex-british soldier (laughs) named scarf mulgrew damn and scarf mulgrew has joined forces with an anti-american sheik named ali who's a militant that plans on taking a suitcase nuke to new york (laughs) so they ransom is that the annihilation i guess yes well that would be if it actually happened right well you don't know if it happens maybe it does Mm. um do the american ninjas win (laughs) anyway so mulgrew threatens the american government with burning the captured um delta force people alive unless they get 50 million dollars in ransom (laughs) so the u.s government they give old sean davidson um a call the ninja from american ninja 3 uh blood blood feud or blood something blood hunt blood hunt yeah because sam davidson's on a hunt for revenge because his father was murdered when he was right. a kid so anyway so sean now just makes sense to me yeah sean davidson is um at the wedding of his best friend carl braxton um carl braxton is a young black gentleman who's like the pride of some branch of the armed forces is he like um, replacing like the, the the other guy from yes, the series 100 oh, percent. that's right because he was sick we looked that up that's right, right he died yeah. so carl braxton is getting married to the love of his life but the u.s government calls sean davidson in the middle of the wedding and they're like sean we got a code red we need you right now and he's like right now Carl's getting married and they're like well funny thing we need Carl too so they have to leave in the middle of Carl's wedding to go get an awaiting taxi to go to the government wherever that is right so the dude in the government is like hey we need you guys to go on this super dangerous mission to rescue these Delta Force people and Sean Davidson is like why don't you call Joe and they're like we tried to call Joe He's not returning our calls because now he's retired from being a ninja and he's living a life of peace in the Peace Corps where he teaches a class. And Sean's like, oh, man, well, isn't there somebody else you can call? And they're like, no, we need you and Carl to go in. And Sean says, but Carl's never been in combat and he's untested. And they're like, well, he's our best hope. So (laughs) the best hope aside from (laughs) Sean Davidson is just this dude who is getting married that was in proximity to Ninja Sean. Right. And they're like, nah, he'll be fine. <laughs> so they parachute in and they're told that they're going to meet um, Pango, who's their local contact. Mm. And their code word is shit. Fuck, I can't remember. It's ridiculous. It's like something, something. Oh, fuck, what is it? Blue. God damn it. I can't remember. It's really funny. 
So if I can find it at some point. Um, it's something like Blue Thunder All the Way or some nonsense. Mm, sounds like a move Sami Zayn would do. <clears throat> right. So Pango was a little kid, of course. But then sometimes he doesn't look like a little kid. Sometimes he looks like just a really small adult, but he's something. <laughs> so Pango's like, come on, we got to go to this bar where there's this guy named Freddy who give information. But they go there. And Freddie, who's Australian, which is, again, like, why I thought maybe it's, like, this takes place in Australia. Mm-hmm. Freddie's like, we got to test you first. So then Sean has to beat up um, a bunch of, like, ne'er-do-wells in the bar. Okay. And after he beats them up, Freddie's like, hey, this is how we test people. Like, now we know you're legit. Let's give you some info. <laughs> but then, as they're leaving, Mulgrew shows up, and Mulgrew's like... Or no, they Mulgrew's coming in and they run away, and then Mulgrew kidnaps everybody in the bar, right? So that happens. Okay. Um. So Pango's like, "Come on, let's go over here," and they go to Doctor Sarah, um, who's this Peace Corps nurse, and she hides them from um this commandant who works for Mulgrew, who's just really. Wow, like wan, like thin guy in a like officer's uniform. Mm-hmm. It's vaguely German, maybe, but like World War One German, not like Nazi German. Okay. Um, who's always trying to arrest everybody? Like that's his thing. Mm. Is he just walks <laughs> in and goes run to arrest like really loud, and then no one ever listens, and then they get away, and that's like typically just what occurs. Okay. Um, so it happens here. So he goes after and he goes to the Peace Corps hospital and Dr. Sarah, she's like, oh, man, I just got this whole shipment of lepers in that I got to do autopsies on. And he's like, "Mm, lepers. But really what she's done is she's hidden all the dudes underneath like the sheets that look like they have lepers underneath them, except for Sean, who does this like ninja pose and hides behind a table. So the commandant, the commandant comes in and he's like poking at the sheets that have the people under them, but they're not moving because you know they're professionals. Uh-huh. And it stinks because there actually are like the corpses of lepers in this place. Um. So he ends up leaving, but then uh, uh, the ninjas attack like as they're trying to leave and go somewhere else, and they capture everybody except for Pango, who escapes. Now, let me tell you about this fucking scene. So, Sean, um, Carl, and Sarah and Pango are walking across this field that's got some trees in it. And all of a sudden, there's a bunch of ninja. And one minute, the ninja are marching one way, and then the next minute, the ninja are marching another. And then Sean's like, you guys go over there, I'm gonna go over here. And so then Sean starts like killing all the ninja one by one and he kills like 20 ninja and he's killing them by various methods. So the funniest part is um, they're shooting arrows at him and he's catching the arrows in his hand and then turning them around and like using them back against him. (laughs) He kills a few people like this, but then he's like, okay, I haven't shown um, I haven't shown all my ninja moves yet, so I need to I need to turn around and like use something else. So then he's using like a stick, like he's got this like metal stick and he's beating people with that. Okay. And then he like beats a few people with his metal stick. Then he like just drops that. Then he's got nunchucks. Then he beats a couple <laughs> guys with his nunchucks. Mm-hmm. Then like he takes a sword and he kills a couple dudes with a sword but then that's like too much too so then he's got this whole like series of chinese stars and he's throwing them into people and they're all dying so in the meantime the ninja have surrounded i'm sorry the ninja are like marching a different direction now because there's like an unlimited amount of ninja Uh and they're all wearing black by the way this is important later that these are like the black black clad ninja Uh uh-huh um, so Carl and Sarah and Pongo are surrounded by Ninja, and then Sean just kind of like jumps into frame and surrenders with the rest of them because now there's too many Ninja for them to like hold <laughs> off. But Pongo runs away. Hmm. So okay, I got I got a couple a couple questions here. Like first of all, that re- scenario sounds ridiculous, and it sounds like when you're playing a video game and you get bored real easy, like with whatever you're doing, so you like move to like a different like tactic to make it like fun for yourself. 
um of just like moving to like a different weapon type or something like that just because you're bored but what's the fuck is carl the hero of this thing apparently like during during all of this like he's the guy that's supposed to be like the savior right mm-hmm. so for a few minutes he's holding a gun and pointing it at ninjas but every time he shoots the gun the ninjas turn to the side so the bullet goes past them okay so even though sean can shoot them with arrows and throw chinese stars at them Mm-hmm. bullets are too slow to hit the ninja because they can just dodge them because it's a non-ninja that's shooting at them so <laughs> okay. i guess is the logic okay All so right. they get taken right. to um like the stronghold <clears throat> of mulgru and sheik ali mm. um and that's where you find out about the suitcase nuke like mm. that they have it so they're sitting there talking about it at one point and sheik ali turns it on and sets it to like five seconds. And Mulgrew's like, what, what, what? <laughs> and then reaches down and turns it off when it gets to a second. And he's like, what are you doing? And Ali's like, you know, living in the wonderful sense that for one moment I was this close to meeting Allah. And that's Jesus. like that's like the gimmick. So, uh-huh. so everybody's um, <laughs> uh, trapped downstairs. And you find out that there's like still six members of the Delta Force team that are still alive. So they're all downstairs being held captive and they've been tortured. And they show you they've been tortured because Mulgrew's like, hey, ninjas, watch this shit. And he walks over and he's like, lick my boot. And then they hit it. They the guy like refuses to do it. And they hit him with a whip a few times and he still refuses to do it. So a ninja comes up behind him and grabs his head. And pushes him down to the ground, and then he licks the guy's boot. So probably not the most effective conditioning in terms of like, you know, <laughs> like he didn't really prove anything. Yeah. So then, um, oh, I forgot to mention this part. So at one point, when they're looking for, um, when they're trying to find where Sean and Carl went, um, this is after they've met Sarah, and this is before they get captured. This is when the ninjas mm-hmm. get sent after him um Mulgrew is in like this room where there's a bunch of little kids and pongo is there and he sits next to pongo and he like pulls like his shirt down over one like shoulder and starts like rubbing his shoulder and like making like kissy faces at him so i guess the idea is that like Mulgrew is like a child molester or something Mm. but then um they're like where's the ninja and he's like in the closet and the ninjas jump out of the closet and beat everybody up and run away (laughs) so anyway so that happens too but that happened before the part that we're at now so so then they're like mulgrew is like i'm gonna torture you next and so he has them take their shirts off and then he starts whipping them and carl carl can't take the whippings like he's like emotionally distressed and he keeps going like oh ah like making like noises like that but sean sean can take it sean just sits there stoically taking the beatings yeah so then you find out that they're gonna wait 48 hours and then execute these people so you ask yourself right 48 hours right but you know it's like they gotta give them time to (laughs) i guess like get they gotta they gotta give them i'm gonna guess right they got they need time to get uh fucking what's his face to come save him i see why you're ruining the story we're only about halfway through the film at this point are you serious yeah (laughs) yeah this 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 movie's like i mean it's it's entertaining but it's Mm -hmm. it's a long movie okay so now the guy that like talked sean and carl into going on this mission and apparently has no one else in the entire armed forces that are capable (laughs) Including the entire armed forces, which they could just send to this pissant little country, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is probably what we would do, but right. that doesn't happen. Which so, well, this is like 1989, right? So, yeah, so they go to where Sean is working with the Peace Corps and teaching a class, and they're like, or not Sean, I'm sorry, Joe, and they're like, this is Michael Dudikoff's character, and they're like, hey, Joe. You want to come and like do that mission that you turned down last week? And he's like, I still don't want to do it. And they're like, well, there's people captured. And he's like, all right, I want to do it. <laughs> so then he goes. Um, and now he's in the country and they tell him like, all right, 
what you got to do is you got to meet up with like this series of renegades that are all ex criminals that Mulgru like killed their families and stuff mm-hmm. and now they're on the land mm-hmm. so they go to this like Mad Max village or, I'm sorry he meets he meets Pongo and Pongo <laughs> is like right at the airport of course and Pongo's like hey you're that ninja guy come on so they go and they drive and they're going to Sulphur Springs is what it's called so Sulphur Springs is like a Mad Max village basically like you know that Mad Max game you played yeah, it looks like the opening like settlements that you go to, where it's like, uh-huh. obviously like just repurposed like vehicles piled on top of each other. Right. Um. So anyway, so, so there's a bunch of people there, and they're like, Joe is like, "Hey, I need your help because I got to save my American friends that are captured," and they're like, "Nah, we're just gonna beat you up instead." And he's like, well, how about if I beat, like, three of you? Will you, like, listen to me? And they're like, yeah, sure. (laughs) So, of course, Joe beats up three of them. Right. And then they try and cheat by, like, shooting him. But Joe moves faster than bullets because he is a ninja. And then the guy... Fuck, what is his name? Um, Hold on, I gotta look it up. Dr. Tamba, who's the leader of Sulphur Springs. That's the name of the town that they're in. So, it's, like, basically Fallout. The leader of Sulphur Springs is like, he beats you fair and square. Like, leave him alone, you, you jerks. And they're like, ah, you're right. He's on our side now. So then they're talking, and he's like, yeah, I got to go save my friends. And Dr. Tamba's like, oh, well, there was all these tunnels into the old fortress. But then eventually they realized, like, that they were whatever. Like, it was too easy to infiltrate the fortress. So they blew them all up. And then this other Australian guy's like, yeah except maybe they didn't blow up one. So now the plan is to go possibly find this one tunnel that wasn't blown up. And what they got to do is they got to go into the engineering building and pretend to be engineers so they can steal the plans to the fortress mm-hmm. so they can find out where these tunnels are. Mm-hmm. So what they do is they all dress up and they get in a convertible and they drive to this party that Mulgru and Ali are having. And Joe dresses up like a priest and so he walks up and the commandant is there and he's like, where are you going, father? And he's like, oh, I got confession in the basement. And the commandant's like, what? And then <laughs> Joe beats him up. And so now he's unconscious. So then Joe, wearing full priest garb, goes downstairs and finds the plans like immediately. But then Mulgrew comes and he's like, commandant, why are you unconscious? And the commandant's like, I don't know. Some crazy priest is taking confession in the basement. And Mulgrew's like, what? That's not what they're doing. They're downstairs to steal plans to the fort. So they all run downstairs. But of course, Joe is gone at this point because he is a ninja. And he right. is the American ninja. Sure. Sean is not the American ninja. Sean is a fucking travesty. Gets captured <laughs> right away. Anyway. Right. So what they so Joe's like, all right, we have these plans. So what we're going to do is... You guys from Sulphur Springs, because I swear to God, there's like a hundred of them, are going to go cause a distraction, and then I'm going to sneak in this back way through the sluice gate that they've never realized, you know, is is open and leads into the fort. Mm-hmm. So you find out that there's like a hundred ninjas at this fort, and they're all dressed in different colored ninja gates. So there's like yellow ninjas and red ninjas and blue ninjas. You know, the aforementioned black-clad ninjas. Mm-hmm. And then there's a master ninja who's got a um, reflective eye patch. And that's how you know that he's like a badass. And he works for Ali. And Ali and Mulgru are like, oh, we're going to sacrifice. We're going to, whatever, assassinate our prisoners today. <laughs> and so Dudikoff has to climb up to the Sluice Gate, which takes him fucking forever. And then run up the sluice gate. And what you realize is none of this stuff is like hidden or secret or anything. It's just all wide out in the open. And they even have like ninja patrolling and guarding the sluice gate. So it's like whatever. Right. So Joe manages to like kill two ninja and then get into the sluice gate. And at that point, when he's walking through, Mulgrew's like, you know what? They weren't at the they were at the party to steal the plans to the secret entrance. Oh my God, we got to get there. So instead what they do is they go and they get 
the prisoners and they dress them up in like blue like chinese surcoats kind of like they look like traditional chinese like garb okay all of them even like sarah the doctor oh who mulgrew has molested and confessed that he murdered her father so oh jesus it's more backstory yeah um so they take him outside and they tie him all to stakes so joe gets inside and he goes into this room and he's like sean and so there's a guy tied up to the post that looks like like sean mm-hmm. and you're like huh but sean's outside because he's tied to a stake because you just saw that happen so what it turns out is it's like a throwback to the last movie with the woman that could you know um what's her name ming or whatever that could change her appearance so there's another one of them that's turned himself to look like sean but you can tell it's not sean because he's got really dark eye makeup on and his hair is like combed a different way so they fight each other and dudikoff ends up killing him thinking that it's sean by stabbing him through the gut with his own sword so then as sean dies dudikoff leans down to like kind of like kiss his forehead but he notices that there's like latex there so he pulls it off and now it's just an old chinese dude that's dead mm. so dudikoff like is like well shit so he automatically knows the right way to go now remember well you don't remember because i didn't really say this but dudikoff is dressed like a ninja he's dressed all in black with a ninja gear on so he looks like every other fucking or like at least like 20 percent of the ninjas in this compound so Dudikoff knocks out one of the yellow ninjas and inexplicably, even though his friends are about to be assassinated, changes his clothes to be a yellow ninja. But he doesn't put it, he doesn't put like a face mask on. He just what? is wearing like the gi or whatever. Okay. And he goes out and there's a blue ninja and Dudikoff is like, what's up? And the blue ninja is like, what's up? <laughs> and they're leaning against the wall in like their ninja stance. And then Dudikoff just like does a ninja flip and like throws him down the stairs and kills him. And then he goes back out and he's just like hanging out. And so then one of the guys that's a prisoner gets lit on fire by one of the ninjas. So then Dudikoff like starts throwing smoke bombs and letting all the people free. So then there's this big mass commotion as Dudikoff is like freeing everyone. But then like even though they're outnumbered, like seriously, like 50 to 1, Dudikoff like does this like sign and all the ninjas stop and nobody will come after him. So they all go into um like this place where they're going to escape but now the sulfur springs people they've broken through yeah because even though they're supposed to cause a distraction they don't do anything until after everything is over so, distracted <laughs> so now they're just like fighting the ninja and they're armed with guns like every single one of them and the ninjas are all armed with swords but no one can shoot a ninja because the ninjas can dodge everything so they end up having to fight them hand to hand and then the ninjas just start getting their asses kicked by these like australian rejects from sulfur springs mm. so dudikoff like hears this happening and goes back and goes to rescue dr tamba by fighting like the lead like um the head ninja so then all the everybody comes back except for sarah they leave sarah there and sean's like hey just chill out i'll be back for you in a minute but of course like mulgrew is alive so mulgrew comes and takes her at gunpoint he's like yeah I'm going to take you, I'm going to keep you prisoner. But Sean, who's like 200 yards away, he hears that, so he chases after him. So now the end of the movie is split in twain, where Joe is fighting the, the lead ninja, while all the Sulphur Springs people and Carl are fighting like random other ninja. And then um, Sean is chasing Mulgrew, who's captured Sarah through like this series of like hallways. So at the end result, of course, the lead ninja gets killed. And of course, Smallgrew gets killed by Sean. And Ali is trying to escape in a helicopter. And uh-huh. Carl just happens to have an RPG and he shoots it and blows mm-hmm. him up out of air. Of course. And then that's the end. They've won. And you get to hear one of the greatest ending credit songs called Fight Fire with Fire. Mm. And I can't really remember much of it except for you got to fight fire with fire anyway it's a good song so if you should look up american ninja 4 the annihilation so that's it that's the movie god they love rocket launchers back in the 80s i love rocket launchers still (laughs) 
Why else would you buy a bazooka, you know, from G.I. Joe? Right. Right. Anytime somebody had, like, some kind of, like, self-propelled, like, missile launcher or rocket launcher, 100% I was sold. I'm, I'm buying that shit. <laughs> Scrap iron, backblast, heat viper. What were the, like, the rocket launcher things where it's, like, they had, like, four four missiles or whatever, four rockets inside them? Do you know what I'm talking about? Like, there was, like, some with, like, four holes? Were those? Do you know what I'm talking about? There's the G.I. Joe Wolverine that's got six holes and six mm. rockets inside it. Maybe it's six. It's just uh, you know. used to see them in movies and stuff like that, where it's like that it would hold multiple rockets, as opposed to just like the like the bazooka type. Yeah, I mean they were usually mounted on equipment or something. Yeah. Boy. Um. So it's a lot to unpack. I know. It, 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 yeah, yeah. There's a lot of characters in that movie too. There's a lot of names. Really, there's really a lot of payoff for um, having some knowledge of the American Ninja franchise mm. and being a big fan of Dudikoff. Right. You really, really got to know the Dudikoff. <laughs> uh, so, what do, do you happen to know Like, what happened there? Is it just like a thing where like they couldn't raise the money for the third movie for him where he was just done and then they like threw some money at him and he came back for the fourth i like to believe that they had a legitimate plan in place where they really thought that like they really had it all thought out where they were going to be like yeah we're gonna um we're gonna introduce this new guy and then we'll bring dudikoff back and we'll you know bring them together eventually um Mm. but then dudikoff doesn't do american ninja five so i don't know Mm. Who doesn't is the other guy do America? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, David okay. David Bradley is is the star of American Sean Ninja or whatever. Five. Yeah. So okay. Is that the last American Ninja? I believe five is the last American okay. Ninja. It's four is the last American Ninja that Michael Dudikoff is in. Okay. He didn't know what side his bread was buttered on. Right. Oh, that sounds like an interesting dude to some degree. Uh, so what's the secret on this? That's like a four. Okay, it's really. It was, I mean, fu- it was fun enough to. I, I I think it's legitimately my favorite American Ninja movie. Hmm. Um, because even though like when I was describing all this stuff, it's ridiculous. Like, I can imagine that if I had seen this movie when I was like eight or nine, it would have just blown my mind <laughs> in terms of like the ridiculous machinations of all of them, like all the different like plans they work out and the different things they do and none of it ever works, but it still works in the end. And mm-hmm. like just the sheer amount of fucking ninja fighting, like their sword fights for no reason. And like, seriously, a ninja can dodge a machine gun from 10 <laughs> feet away, but God forbid Michael Dudikoff throw a Chinese star at you because you're dead. And as right. it hits him in like, like, like the chest, like, what's that? You're not dying from that. Right. I mean, is it painful? Okay, but it's yeah. not going to kill you. Ridiculous. Right. I, I love the idea of, like, people, like, snatching arrows out of the air and then, like... Oh, I forgot the best part. So, so Sean has been grabbing arrows out of the air every time they get shot at him. Mm-hmm. Dudikoff is being held by a ninja on either arm, and another ninja pops up and shoots a crossbow at him. And Dudikoff turns his head and catches that crossbow bolt in his teeth and uses it to kill the two ninja. It's fucking amazing. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so obviously these people know it's ludicrous, right? Oh, of course. But I mean, you know, that's that's the fun, I think. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, yeah, it's a really, really fun movie. All right. That's good. I enjoyed the third one. And if you had less chagrin about this one, I'm assuming it's fun. Yeah. It's, Although it's I really miss what was the name. Is it Steve James? Was that his name? The yeah. Actor? Yeah. He did. Yeah. He might not be dead at this point. Right. So Curtis ended up nothing. He's just nothing, right? Does he do anything? Carl? No. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carl blows Carl. up um, Sheik Ali's helicopter as he's flying away with the RPG. Well, yeah, right. But that's it. 
He also ninja fights for a while. Like Carl, who's never able to fight the entire movie, right? After their release from captivity, is able to ninja fight, but really like slowly. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's like he's getting some ninja skills by osmosis by being around ninjas. Like, well, like you know, you know how like there's like judo throws where somebody like catches somebody's arm and flips them over their side and yeah. now all of a sudden like you know they're um they're prone on the ground and they can get them with like a punch mm-hmm. um this motherfucker can do all those things okay like after but he's it's like in slow motion like he catches a judo punch and then flips him over anyway hmm. well. pretty awesome um, was there any other movies that, or you I felt, you're saying I didn't, this is I it? didn't feel like I needed another one. Yeah. Understood. I mean, I think when you do any American Ninja, you're just done. Like, that's the one. <clears throat> yeah, I'll have to go back and watch those first two due to coughs at some point. <clears throat> All right. So let's go ahead and spin the wheel here and then afterwards um something we did uh for when frank was away last year but we're just going to do it like after tonight is we're going to have watch we've had frank watch a few summer re- movie release trailers um things that are coming out over the next few months and he and i are going to watch them together and i'll notify you of what they are before we start but we'll go ahead and spin first and get that out of the way <clears throat> for those of you that don't care to listen to us talk about these trailers <clears throat> all right Newer shenanigans oh got it <laughs> <laughs> of course uh category is sewer shenanigans you know what? I'm red carding you. Me? Okay. Mm-hmm. Didn't we just like try to make up a rule of whoever created the category should get red carded? Who is um, it? It wasn't uh, Orion. It wasn't me for that one. <clears throat> um, but yeah, that's fine. I'll watch it. All right. I'll watch it and I'll hate it probably. You give me a day. I I have a couple of options in my head. Yeah. What am I doing? Um. All right. Sewer shenanigans. Write that down. All right. So I've went ahead and asked you if you'd seen these trailers beforehand, just so we eliminate any that you might have seen. And um. So I figure we'll go from we'll start with uh the first one I'm going to have you watch, Frank is the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles trailer. Um, this comes out, I believe, in August, and it's being produced by Nickelodeon, I guess. Uh, and looks like it's CGI. I have not watched this trailer at all either, so I'm going to go ahead. You got your screen, like... I can see it. Okay. Alright. So, Can you see this, then? I can. Am I commenting like as these things? Yeah, occur? yeah sure. I'm going to like try to keep the volume down just like a little bit so that we can both hear it and the audience will probably hear it. I'm going to let you know that I'm already like not impressed because I hate Nickelodeon's take on the, the turtles. Okay. So well, I'm I'll, awesome. I'll hold out judgment, but we'll we'll see how it goes. <laughs> nah, well, cool. Well, this will be fun though. Um, I'm going to tell you a secret. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles at all? Um, you don't what you don't care about them? I don't care about them. No, I have no, like, I had the toys, I had all that stuff, I watched those, watched the cartoon, and you know what, I feel nothing, like, not a You don't feel anything towards anything, though. That's not true. You have no nostalgic love for anything. I absolutely do, and it, like, is not for the Ninja Turtles, though. Name a single toy line that you care about still. Why? Because I don't collect them? Because you don't care about them, that's why. I don't care about collecting, like, the figures anymore or anything. No, I don't. But that doesn't mean I don't have nostalgia for the things. Like, play me your turtles, Turtle Man. 
Oh, well. So Seth Rogen is the producer. So you think that makes it better, maybe? Yeah, I'm already a little more hopeful. Okay. I like this art style, too, because it's kind of like... The Spider-Man? realistic, but... Uh -huh. Scratchy, like... Oh. Come on, come on. <laughs> Let's try that again, but with ninja stars. <gasps> hey, why do we pick a fruit shaped exactly like my head? Just stop talking, you're ruining my concentration. You're fine, chill. He's gonna die. I hate this so much. <laughs> what's wrong? Tell me what's wrong right now. Well, nothing we can do. You guys wanna grab pizza? I hate their voice. Yeah. I can't stand the fact that I guess that they're like children. I'm, what uh -huh. the heck are those things? They look like little Shreks to me. There's a Shrek joke? Yep. The Shrek joke. They can pop these pop culture references here. The art style is amazing. Man. It's yeah, like I a combination actually, of yeah. like... It's like watercolor pastels and CGI. So, you, yeah. baby turtles, who made contact with mystery goo. Well, we prefer the term ooze, but yeah. It's like more, like, it's just nicer. It, it, it rolls off the tongue better, yeah. Ooze. 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 It's nice, right? Ooze. It's ooze. How many people are going to complain about the fact that they made April O'Neil black? Um, a I lot. Know. I ex Yes. <laughs> yes, I expect to get review bombed. Um because of that probably but dude is are the ninja turtles still that popular sure yeah probably more so now than they were 10 years ago okay no that's fair the ninja turtles are perennially popular like anytime there's an iteration of the turtles there's a combination of the fact that they're just appealing to children the problem is that most toys that come out this is just like whatever my armchair psychology Mm -hmm. of someone who actually collects like toys most toys that come out now are made to appeal to adult collectors like 100 percent. right like they're expensive they're not meant to be played with right um but the ninja turtles even though there are toys that fit that mold there's always like a playmates line of ninja turtles that costs like eight bucks and is eminently playable okay and there's a cartoon and there's the recent um Video game, The Shredder's Revenge, that's like uh, yeah. like a pseudo-sequel to the second NES Turtles game, like the beat-em-up one. Okay. So there's just continuously, like, for whatever you have to say about the commercialism of that kind of shit, like, there's definitely the right mindset when it comes to marketing the Turtles. Like, they brought He-Man back out, and they made figures for him, but they made them, like, too expensive. They're, like, $20 a figure. Mm. Like, no matter how, like, cool they are, they're not really meant to be played with. They're meant to be, like, set up and posed. And they're too expensive for a little kid to go out and collect, you yeah. know, whatever. But I swear, like, Turtles figures are always, like, 8 to $10, so they're affordable. That's good, yeah. You can buy two for the price of, like, one, like, collector-grade figure, and sometimes, like, even more than that. Yeah. Um, And they're always just kind of, like, goofy and fun, you know? They're, like, things that... <clears throat> Like, adults remember them, you know, there's large portions of generations that were, you know, grew up with the Turtles, and mm -hmm. I think that's the thing that really um keeps them popular and whatever. Yeah, I think that's what I lament the most about current, like, the current action figure stuff is that, or any collectible stuff, is uh, including, like, baseball cards and all that kind of stuff, like sports cards, is that idea that it feels like it's, it's outpricing what should be the audience to me which is kids so um, here's but here's the thing to that right the the G, G, I'll, I'll use gi joe classified as an example mm -hmm. gi joe classified figures if you collected gi joe in the 1980s yeah are amazing they're brilliant recreations of the characters that you know with enough nostalgia where it like hits all the right spots but it's still like modern enough where there's some whatever like it's a there's a cool element to it they're 20 to $22 generally, and they're made for adults, right? But they're made mm -hmm. for adults like me, who grew up, like, that was my toy line, was G.I. Joe when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and they're meant to be, like, displayed and looked at. And right. They have an element of 
collectability mixed with like that nostalgia so if you know if you have disposable income like a lot of adults our age do and that's something you enjoy like it's a cool thing to collect and that makes sense that there's a market for that like that right. i don't like discount that i it just feels that like when i go in and i do walk down a toy aisle it's a lot of things are really expensive like maybe too expensive for kids they are sure so a lot of things but there's a lot of toys that you're not even probably looking at <laughs> that are 100 percent made at a price point for kids like i'll tell you lenard um l-a-n-a-r-d it's okay. like a chinese toy company mm-hmm. they did an aliens versus predator line they did a kong island line bless you sorry that are all priced thank you they're all priced like five to twenty dollars depending on the size of the set and they're made to be played with okay so there's definitely stuff marvel does a line of less expensive less articulated figures usually like ten to twelve dollars made to be played with okay it's just that you don't see that stuff because the market is geared towards wanting an adult to collect it you know mm. like wanting adults to spend yeah like marvel legends puts out like a new wave and you have to spend 130 dollars to get all the build a figure parts by buying figures you might not otherwise want you know right. so that's just how that's just yeah. how they do so anyway all right i forgot the uh name this of is it. not toy chat <laughs> it should be toy chat so the next one i'm gonna we're gonna watch is knights of the zodiac i have not seen i've not seen this either um but apparently it's based off of anime and it comes out next month and there is some um money being put behind the promotion uh pg-13 so i guess they're trying to see if they can create a franchise out of this uh let's see oh one last thing yeah i fucking hate the fact that they use um that tribe song yeah yeah because that's not what it's just it's fucking fuck fuck seth rogan (laughs) and you had such hope at the beginning when you saw that name two seconds and then it was all gone all right let's check this one out Oh, I know this anime. Okay. I had a vision. People burning. Everything destroyed. It was Athena. She was doing it. I was doing it. We won't let that happen, boy. I saw what you did in the ring. I knew it had to be you. Say I don't know what this is about at all. So there's a com a cartoon and anime, I'm sorry. And you series called Saint Seiya. One of her guardian knights. I think it's like a It's not a giant robots, but it's definitely like a Power Rangers type thing where like they have armor get on top of them and then they fight or some shit. I don't know. I haven't really watched it. Um I've seen I think I've seen like one one of the movies maybe a long time ago. Okay. Um, but it's definitely some like Power Rangers type nonsense. Mm. I'm saying I'm watching this trailer and I still don't understand what this movie is about. There's nothing to understand, but you're seeing it. It's dudes in armor, like fighting each other. Okay. You think I wanted any of this? I did see that Nick Stahl is in this somehow, and um, when's the last time you heard that name? His powers like- Probably when I was not watching Carnival. <laughs> right. The living man will be able to stop him. See how they got these costumes on? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like they put on costumes. Oh, that's the the story. (laughs) Well, they all got powers when they have their costumes on. Gotcha. Thought you were the only knight in town. That's Nick Stahl right there that just said that. Yep, it was. Yeah. Okay. Um, I have no interest in that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't lament it because I don't care about like the anime. Right. You know, here, so here's something that is much maligned, but it really is unfairly maligned is the Power Rangers movie from like a decade ago mm-hmm. um, that tried to like sort of like reinvent and modernize the Power Rangers. I thought it was a really good movie for what it was, you know, yeah. because I'm not precious about the fucking, um, sentai force or whatever the fucking original power ranger shit is like a bunch of nerds are mm-hmm. and i definitely don't particularly care for the power rangers even though i watched them when i was in my teens right 
so I actually kind of enjoyed it. I thought it was a pretty cool update, and mm-hmm. I thought it was, you know, appropriately adult without being like grotesque. And I don't know. I just I I kind of dug it. Like it had some cool like kaiju fight stuff in it, and whatever. I don't. So that's what this movie reminds me of: Knights of the Zodiac. Mm. So it's probably something that I'll watch. You know, because every, every once in a while, like those like sort of adultish like adaptations of things that came from like childhood like the the speed racer movie which is fantastic you know it's like people it's just dismiss movie. it yeah and in the end like it's kind of worth watching so yeah. that who knows that nights of the zodiac movie might be worth watching but that was back same- when i had some hope that emo hirsch was actually going to become like a you remember i was like predicting that guy was going to be like a big name actor at some point like and um then he had to go crazy and like like beat people and shit like that and be an ass yeah you're you're often wrong remember when you didn't buy best buy stock i I remember i do remember that thank you for i only remember it i only remember because you told me all right i don't remember because i didn't know you back then that's true yeah that was 97 i guess 98 97 98 but yeah yeah that's that's fun it's fun memory uh all right So uh, next, we are going to uh, watch the second Barbie trailer. Uh, comes out in July. This is uh, written by. Oh damn it! Um, Greta Gerwig and um, Noam Baumbach, the husband and wife team, and Greta Gerwig uh, directed it. So I'm going to go ahead and Greta Gerwig, who's low key one of my favorite creators, right, in the modern day. So let's see what you think of this thing. Green Bay trailer. Hi, Barbie. Hi, Ken. Hi, Barbie. <laughs> Hi Barbie. Hi Barbie. Hi Barbie. Hi Barbie. Hi Barbie. Hi Barbie. Hi Ken. Hi Ken. Put the radio fast and goes cruising just as fast as she can now. I thought I might stay over tonight. Why? Because we're girlfriend boyfriend. To do what? I'm actually not sure. Coming with you. Did you bring your rollerblades? I literally go nowhere without them. Oh, looks like this beach was a little too much beach for you, Ken. If I wasn't severely injured, I would beat you off for right now, Ken. Anyway, Ken. Anyone who wants to beat him off has to beat me off first. I will beat both of you off at the same time. Beat both of us off. Nobody's gonna beat anyone off. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, it's it's it looks utterly bizarre in some ways and then but I I think the trailer has to probably hide like a lot of things like the beach off thing. Um Oh yeah, that cuz that shit is insane. Like right. how could they even Right. I don't know how the fuck they get away with that. Right. Um especially as much as people complain today about stuff. So yeah, I I don't Yeah, I I, I I have a feeling like when you actually like, you know, sit down and actually get to watch the whole movie, I think there's probably like tons of fucking commentary that's like buried underneath all of it. And I think there's probably like really funny, like, you know, probably all like slightly off color, like jokes in it. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm oddly enough, I'm very, um, very excited about that movie and they're at least interested to watch it. It looks really funny. Yeah. <clears throat> I had, I had, I had read something about the beach off thing. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely not as good until you actually see it in in action. Yeah, it's like I I would have never anticipated in my 40s that I'd be um, interested in a Barbie movie, but I am. 
Um, absolutely. Uh, all right. Next one we're going to watch is Wes Anderson's new movie that comes out in June called Asteroid City uh, with with the uh, obvious like ridiculous cast that includes like Schwartzman, Scarlett Johansson, Tom Hanks, Jeffrey Wright, Tilda Swinton, Brian Cranston, Ed Norton, Adrian Brody, Lee Shriver, Hope Davis, Stephen Park, Rupert Friend, Maya Hawke, Steve Carell, Matt Dillon, um, so on, Willem Dafoe, Margot Roth, Roby, like uh, Jeff Goldblum, like just on and on. Um, I'm sure a lot of these probably smaller roles, but still. Um, like, as always, his movies just are ridiculous in terms of their cast. You're not here. We're not there. The car exploded. Come get the girls. I have to stay here with Woodrow. I'm not the chauffeur. I'm the grandfather. Where are you? Asteroid City, Farm Route 6, Mile 75. Junior stargazers and space cadets. Each year, we celebrate Asteroid Day, commemorating September 23rd, 3007 BC, when the arid plains meteorite made Earth impact. Holy Toledo, that's Mitch Campbell. You're very good in the one about the tramp in the brothel Thank who you. gets amnesia and Thank becomes you. a pediatrician. You were very awesome. Actually, maybe my favorite character ever. I don't know why nobody else liked it. Oh. What do those pulses indicate? What? Oh, the beeps and blips? We don't know. Some of our information about outer space may no longer be completely accurate. Anyway, there's still only nine planets in the solar system as far as we know, Billy. Except now there's an alien. What's happening now? I don't know. I, um... I the way that guy looked at us. The alien. I think I'm tired of Wes Anderson. Maybe we are. I've just informed the president. How long can they keep us in Asteroid City? Legally. The world will never be the same. I will say I really like the way this looks. I can't stand it. Really? Maybe there is one. It is... I'm a widower. But don't tell my kids. You're saying her mother died three weeks ago? Let's say she's in heaven. It's taken his, like... In my loneliness, I learned to give complete and unquestioning faith to the people. His pretty like on point aesthetic, I think. You, but it and it's just too precious. It's like way too much. I think I feel more at home. I hate the emulation of like the. Me too. Nineteen forties and fifties era like postcard aesthetic. People. Yes, that's correct. I actually really like that aspect of it. I can't. It's the it's, it. the, it's some of the humor that like and the preciousness that. I think it's, I'm tired of. It looks awful to me. I have no interest. Want to see it? Huh? Did I say yes? You didn't say anything. Uh, I meant yes. My mouth, my mouth didn't speak. That's the kind of stuff that, like, I'm. I think I'm t- a little tired of. But like those kind of exchanges. Yeah, I have. I have no interest in that movie. I feel bad saying that, but I think it looks like really annoying. What else you got? Uh, last one What's... here that you haven't seen, like the main event, um, is Indiana Jones and the Dial oh. of Destiny. Um, right, I forgot. <laughs> which is, uh, I, I, I think I have a, a tiny bit more hope for, only because uh, James Mangold wrote and uh, directed this, uh, and that's uh, better than uh, the last movie, at least. Uh, he's somebody who actually has talent, <clears throat> like still in his life. Yeah, I like Mangle. Uh, and mangoes. here, correct. Last one here. So before I start this, Frank, are you going to see this or not, even without seeing the trailer? Yeah, I'll go see it. Well, in that case, what are we drinking? Same for the goddaughter. Dad told me you found something on a train during the war. 
A dial that could change the course of history. Why are you chasing the thing that drove your father crazy? Don't move. We need to get out of here. Stop! Sorry. Helena! Dr. Jones, get him. Hitler made mistakes, and with this, I will correct them all. You stole it. Then you stole it. And then I stole it. It's called capitalism. This way! Fasten your seatbelt. There might be some turbulence. You've taken your chances, made your mistakes, and now a final triumph. A few times in my life I've seen things. I've been tortured with voodoo. I've been shot nine times, including once by your father. Ah, sorry. But I've been looking for this all my life. I think it looks pretty good. I do too, actually. Like here's here's like, here's sadly my, here's enough my... considering I, how much I hate that fourth movie. Yeah. Um yeah. I think that looks like a good return to form. Yeah. Um New here's characters. My two, here's my two complaints. Yeah. I'm really not a fan of um using stuff like uh sympathy for the devil. Mm-hmm in like the opening especially the mashup of that and the indiana jones theme right i think it's a little too like you know how you knew when vince mcmahon was booking wwe again because it just felt like the same old shit that you've had to deal with for years yeah it's the same thing where it's like you just feel that same old fucking boomer ass spielberg you got to take this song that is anachronistic for the time period that they're filming anyway, but still cram that shit in there because that's what was hip to him. You well, know, actually, no, I, I think it could be set in that year. Eventually. No, it's not. It definitely. Oh, well, maybe at some point it goes to that year, but they're definitely they're during the, they're in the fucking, um, uh, victory parade after world war two. He's driving, you know what? And so the, the, the okay. So, uh, number. so I mean, you you notice there was a bunch of like scenes with de aging and stuff like that, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. So, I get it. I mean, I think there's time travel involved. Oh, hundred um, percent. That's what the yeah. Dal of Destiny does. Yeah. So I, but I I think that like when he's retiring or whatever, probably is like set in that year. Not that that makes it any better, but I think that's probably it's like the late sixties is when the movie like of like starts kind of. And that's probably why they're playing that song. But um, I understand what you mean. It's like anytime you hear the stones. Yeah. Yeah. It just, it's, 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 <laughs> what, what's it's the my, other it's, point? It, it's my only, the, the fact that now, like, what, like motorcycle chases, that's like, that's just what happens. That's what I got to sit through. Like, fuck a motorcycle chase. I'm tired of that shit. And it fucking happens twice because once it's a motorcycle and once it's like some fucking little tuk-tuk looking thing right. that they're fucking yes. motorcycle yeah. chasing. Like, I'm tired of... It's not cool. Like, nobody gives a fuck about a motorcycle chase. I apologize. I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I was excited to see Toby Jones in it, though. Um, Like, hopefully he has, like, kind of like a little bit of a sidekick role. Um, That guy deserves like all the credit in the world like he's like amazing in everything that he does yeah um I like toby jones a lot and uh was was it phoebe waller bridge like um i like what i saw of her like as a as a new character i don't know who's god like 
his goddaughter or whatever. I don't know if that's Brody's maybe daughter or something like that. Like, um, where's Shia LaBeouf? Not here. Where's Mutt? Cool. Where's Mutt Lang? Is that the motherfucker's name? Don't don't conjure him. Like don't like um <laughs> like shit. That'll probably be like the end of the fucking movie. That's the twist. Like you know, like pass on the torch. Finally, let's bring this shit back to toy chat though, real quick. Yeah. Um, the Hasbro Indiana Jones figures are coming out now. Okay. And they're fucking fantastic. Except that unless you're a fan of Indiana Jones, there's nothing that's going to draw someone into buying them. Like they look You showed me the Indiana, right? Right. Like, I'm pretty sure. Right? Yeah, I'm 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 I have the Indiana and the tote pre-ordered because i think that's really all i care about because do i really need denholm elliott you know an action figure form do i really need like i don't know sean connery as the senior dr jones you know like right that shit, it's like i'll tell you what though the club obi-wan like uh temple of doom indie is pretty hot <laughs> what's Have he wearing this i don't know oh yeah 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 that's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Except that I know. I don't know. I like I'm getting the actual traditional, you know, leather jacket, fedora, whip, yeah, Indiana yeah. Jones. And I think the tote looks amazing. Plus one of the first action figures that I consciously remember purchasing on my own. Um, I mm. might get like a Belloc someday. Mm-hmm. The Belloc looks really cool. I might get... um. I would cons- like I would get like Molaram when Molaram comes out. Like I'll get Molaram, obviously, right? Um, and maybe like a Thuggy or something. Dude, but, short, like, short round looks cool as shit. Too. Yeah, there. That's the thing is they're all really well sculpted, yeah. nice figures. It's just I just don't, I just don't care. Like I don't know. I can't explain like why, but it's like I don't open my action figures really much anymore. Like some I do. Um, but for the most part, I just leave them packaged with the idea that if I ever get a bigger house someday, like I'll display them or mm-hmm. if I ever need to, like I can sell, like, you know, I could make a decent amount of money with selling like my toy collection. Like I could, you know, probably buy like a car or something. Mm-hmm. So, but I want to have, like, I don't really see the Indiana Jones figures having a whole lot of like value in the future because they're really easy to get. And I also don't see them like necessarily ever being something i want to take out and display you know so it's like the two things that would make me want to buy that figure aside from a few of them that i think are pretty awesome like it's just it's just not there it's a really weird line for me yeah no i think which is strange because like i love the original kenner indiana jones figures Mm -hmm. um I think there's some really like cool figures they could make. Like again, like I want a Molaram, you know, I want a Belloc in like his ceremonial gear with an Ark of the Covenant, you know, like set piece to go with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I want like Indiana Jones. I want like the Nazi fucking strongman that gets his like head caught right. in the. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I want to see. Like, I really, I don't need Indiana Jones. I, the white tuxedo is, like, cool, I guess, but I would never want to play with it. Well, you want to, right. Yeah. Right. But if you're just displaying stuff to me, like, I think it's pretty cool looking. But that's part of the thing is, like, I want to look at a toy, and even if I'm never going to play with it, I want to think, like, that would be awesome to play with. You know, to me, that's, like, the appeal of a toy is that you can see at some point you wanting to like pick it up and put it in poses and move the arms around and mm. yeah and i just don't see that with most of those toys the the toy with the fucking you know the one that comes with the whip and the fedora 100 percent. give me a fucking like sweaty you know just wearing like a ripped up t-shirt with the removable fedora indiana jones i'd buy that shit but i don't know i just like the the villain from um uh 
whatever the third, I can't remember what the third movie's called right now. I can't remember the name of that villain. Yeah, because it, it doesn't matter. I was actually bitching about this the other day. Um, when I first watched that trailer uh, and Bernie and I were talking about it, I was somehow it turned into me because this is what I do. Like bitching about how everybody likes Last Crusade more than me. And here, let me reiterate probably for the fourth time in our marriage of why I think Last Crusade's not as good as everything else. Um, and one of my main points in this rant was n- those villains suck. It's true. Um, Because you can't remember that person's name and you can't even remember her name either. And she is she a villain? Is she not a villain? Oh, she's torn. Like cool. Like fuck those villains. Terrible villains. <clears throat> Let's see what the rest of that line looks like. I'm trying to think if there's any other figures that I even wanted. What is the name of these stupid ass villains? Yeah, Elsa Schneider was her name. Um. Oh, the Ark of the Covenant's the build-a accessory. Hmm, nice. So the first wave is Raiders of the Lost Ark Indy. Um, Raiders Marion. Uh, Salah. Mm-hmm. Wearing, like, his white gear with the um, the Staff of Ra or whatever. Yeah, yeah I saw that one. Yeah. Uh, and then Tote. Mm-hmm. So really, it's just Marion and Salah that I don't necessarily care to. Walter Donovan. Oh no, then Belloc. Oh, that's Belloc in the I didn't even see that. Yeah, Walter Donovan. Yeah, awful. Awful. Terrible name. Means nothing. That's why you can't remember it. So they have a Indy as a professor with like a crusader shield and a torch. That's pretty much how Brandy treats him too. Um <clears throat> that's lame. <laughs> Then there's a Walter Donovan figure. Mm -hmm. I saw it. It looks fine. I just don't care for it. Yeah. Don't, 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 don't. What? They all look decent. Right. They are good likenesses of real people. Right. I even like the one with the, like, the the Torch Indie, like, under Venice and stuff like that. I think that looks really cool. Um, like that figure. I don't know what you do with it other than like, you know, again, just recreate it, one very specific scene. Right. Right. Um Yeah. All right. Well, um maybe we'll there's some other summer trailers. Maybe we'll do that again next week, uh, before before you go away and we The night before my flight. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that should be a fucking spin category. The night before my flight? Yeah. Don't wow. be doing a spin chagrin. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we'll be back uh next week with um sewer shenanigans and is it uh, okay, sewer shenanigans. All right. Sewer shenanigans. Got and it. um a few more uh summer movie trailers. Uh and then um at that point we'll move on to some special episodes while uh Frank is on vacation. So thanks for listening everybody this week and uh have a good night. Deuces.